0: The podcast you're about to listen to was taken from one of our live programs.
1: If you don't already listen to Radio Maria Live, you can do so on DAB in selected regions of the United Kingdom or by downloading the app. Just search for Radio Maria Play. All the Radio Maria podcasts are conveniently stored on this app. We'd like to thank all our listeners who support us with monthly donations so that we can continue to be a Christian voice by your side. To find out more about becoming a monthly supporter, visit www.radiomarieengland.uk.
0: hello you are listening to radio maria and this is father toby with your word for today on this uh, friday the first of december and let's begin today with uh today's gospel which is taken from uh, luke chapter 21 the last uh, parable in luke's gospel jesus told his disciples a parable Think of the fig tree, and indeed every tree. As soon as you see them bud, you know that summer is now near. So with you, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you solemnly, before this generation has passed away, all will have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. One of the best books that I have read of late is Faith, Hope and Carnage, a book-length conversation between Nick Cave, who is an Australian singer-songwriter, and Sean O'Hagan, an Irishman and journalist for, amongst other things, The Observer. And during lockdown, they had hours and hours of conversation about making music and the nature of faith and a whole host of other fascinating topics. And I really recommend the book. Anyway, last night, I was fortunate that two good friends took me to go and see Nick and Sean in conversation in the flesh at St. Martin's in the fields. And it was a packed church and event put on by the organization intelligence squared, and I really enjoyed it, but I did also find it a little surprising and disappointing on one level. Now, both Nick and Sean are reflective, cultured, intelligent men. And I think God is definitely working in Nick and through his music. But this was a conversation in a landmark London church sponsored by an organization called Intelligence Squared. And much of the conversation about religion just was not very intelligent. At one point, Nick Cave said that what he loved about Christianity most was its mystical character and that it was more a collection of intuitions than anything dogmatic. And this just is not true. It's interesting to listen to because this is an intelligent man's viewpoint, a cultured man's viewpoint, and it was clearly a popular one with the audience. And it suits the idea that religion is deeply personal, which is something that Nick kept on emphasizing, an emphasis which, actually, I have to say, I think was at best paradoxical, given his songs are so deeply religious and that he's published a book-length conversation on religion. But these statements on the deeply personal nature of religion, they suit a culture which thinks to have certain views on religion is to be close-minded, though not, of course, to have certain views about science or politics. Now here, I'm perhaps going too far in my criticisms, perhaps, But here's one theory. Belief in God gives someone like Nick Cave huge comfort and great inspiration, especially in the face of the devastating death of his son, Arthur, aged just 15. But there seems to be an absence of intellectual courage in Nick Cave to fully explore the claims of Christianity, because Christianity is not a collection of intuitions. Jesus says in today's gospel heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I believe those words to be true. I believe that when I read the words of Go- of Jesus in the Gospels, they are the words of Jesus. The word made flesh who dwelt and lived among us 2000 years ago. And I do not believe the words of the scriptures to be his words on the basis of some intuition though their beauty and their power does help me intuit their truth. I believe them because they are handed on to us through eyewitness testimony. There are people who lived and walked with Jesus who claim to have handed on his words. And each of us can investigate the arguments for and against the reliability of this testimony that has been handed down. You can read an excellent book such as Brant Peter's The Case for Jesus, which weighs up the evidence. You can read Lee Strobel's The Case for God. Strobel was a legal journalist and atheist who decided to subject the truth claims of the Bible to legal scrutiny, and much to his surprise and horror, found that the reasonable thing to do was to believe, not to be sceptical, not even just to remain doubting. If people claim that God has spoken, and that his word remains with us, the reasonable thing to do is to investigate that claim, not to remain a skeptic on the sofa. You might want it to be true and conclude that it is not. You might not want it to be true and find that it is. But only the truth will set you free, and nobody should want to live a delusion, no matter how comfortable.